At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast, a show hosted by LeZero, the man of a thousand rants, and Wabbit, the fan favorite. This show details the latest news in the Rocket League scene, esports results, and tips and tricks on how to get better at the game, while sometimes they'll just take a random topic and see where it takes them. Thank you all for listening, and enjoy. All right, and we have started. I, I'm just cutting you off. Okay, we're taking this conversation. Welcome to the Rocket League podcast. Um, go. What were Rocket? Wait, Rocket League and Chainsaw Man. Go. Yeah, Rocket uh, League and Chainsaw um, Man. So that, that, in Chainsaw, Chainsaw, Man. Chainsaw Go Burr. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chainsaw Topper. Using the Chainsaw <laughs> Topper. That's that's a segue into no, that. No, no, wap, wap. <laughs> tell, tell us. Yeah, yeah. That's a segue. Um, <laughs> so there's this one one. Uh, panel i guess one page in the in the manga where what ends up happening is it's just a little flashback history giving a little bit of stuff on denji um and denji and the the really anime guy i forget his name with the sword if um, you are not regular listeners you're gone right now but that's okay <laughs> keep going Right, yeah, I was told to keep on going, and for some reason the show started, so we're, we're just continuing with this. Because I don't have uh, time this week, but yes, keep going. <laughs> so what ends up happening is those two are just talking and living their daily lives, giving a bit of history on it. And uh, one of them starts off with being like, the, the guy with the sword is peeling an apple, and then she's like, yo, give me some of that. Don't waste an apple peel. That's, that's super nutritious. Um, and then the next panel like is him eating the, the apple peel. Below that, it's uh, the... The sword guy um, peeling an orange, and next to that is Denji uh, saying, "Hey, don't don't get rid of that. It's uh, it's nutritious. I, I should eat that." Um, an orange yeah. peel, you know, disgusting, oh, awful, God. but yes. And the next one <laughs> is is where it really gets up and where it relates to the thing that we talked about in the pre-show is that the guy with the sword is picking a scab. And then Denji's like, "Oh, are you going to eat that? Uh, oh, it's nutritious." And the guy's like, "Ew." <laughs> Very relevant to. To the, the yeah. recent episode. If you watch um, the recent episode, if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, that gives a bit of history. Um, and it may not be, it, it's as bad, but it may be worse than you thought. Just for reference. It, um, <laughs> I, I was so infatuated with the intro. I was, so, I was so happy listening to it. But now when I listen to it, all I think about is Barf Kiss. <laughs> and, and if you it. want more of this lovely content, you can listen to our pre-show, uh-huh. uh, which you know, goes into detail as to why we're talking about that right now. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And to do that, you have to join our Patreon, which gives you ad-free access and shout-outs every week. So thanks. Who are our Patreons? Too much space. Chaos Makers, Space Bear, Frank, Flux, Awesomeness, Caleb, Raz, Digital Toes, Paint, Rook, your boy, Hunty, and Young Slug. You made that two minutes and whatever else you hear in the free Mm -hmm. show possible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we are going to talk. If you guys about- weren't ready, you know what type of episode it's going to be. Oh, oh, you you know. Well, okay. So Wabs came in late for the pre-show, but in the pre-show, I'd mention this, and I'll mention this again. Um, 
you know, Messi was about to fall asleep. You know, I have a headache. So this is this is going to be a really good episode. Uh, uh-uh. That being said, okay, it is episode 200, which, you know what? This is in some ways the most uh, appropriate episode for episode 200. We knew yeah. what we were doing. This was all, no this plan. was all planned, actually. Yep, yeah. <laughs> the plan was to have no plan. <laughs> yes, to be as much of a mess as possible. That, that was our plan. Um, I yeah. will say right away, you know, this is episode 200 i'm gonna announce it now okay i'm gonna Mm -hmm. announce plans i mean we don't usually do this okay we don't usually have plans for the next year okay no and i got a plan for literally you know 52 weeks or 50 weeks from now okay so i'm gonna i'm tell you okay tell you guys what's happening okay actually let let me give you the short-term plan by the way uh we have what it's 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 slowly time for me to set up for the uh christmas special so um i'm gonna have to think of i want i want the community to be involved with poetry and music if that (gasps) might be a thing i'm gonna try to get together so uh you know start start getting your poetry and writing in order maybe maybe practice your singing your christmas you know as carol singing or whatever uh types of songs um festive songs and then uh you're gonna send them in and we're gonna play them on that episode that'd be really cool um so that's the thing that is in my mind working but a year from now (laughs) Uh, i don't know what i'm gonna announce right now so there'll be episode 249 so whatever episode 249 drops okay Mm -hmm. uh that will be the last episode before the christmas special next year and then before episode 250 which will coincide i'm planning to make it two episodes i'm 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 forcing it i'm planning to make episode 250 (laughs) all right coincide with our five-year anniversary so this is like one year 365 days or probably a little more uh the way time works um so mm-hmm. on that fifth year anniversary show okay uh i will announce y- you it will if sunless con is on that show then it will be our last show i just want to announce that <laughs> right now so you're gonna have to wait one year oh, no. okay and then depending, you'll listen to that episode 250 live or, you know, on our recording after like a two week break or something and a, and a Christmas special and then that. And then you'll find out whether we're going to continue or not. All right. If Sunless Con is on the show, that is our last episode. So I'm just letting you know. Uh, okay. Planning to, to destroy the podcast with that final episode. Okay. Yeah. But what yeah. if you have Con interview? Yeah. What if you had Seth Rogen on the podcast? Pretending to be Sunless Con. Pretending to be, yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. other way around, yeah. I like this. Yes, yes, yes. I, like I have this. not decided yet if there's alternatives, <laughs> if there's ways to break this uh, forced storyline, you know? <laughs> The the uh, you know, what's the word? This is my tidbit at the beginning of of the the shonen. You know, speaking of, you know shonen shows, uh, of the anime. This this is my uh, thread line now. All right, we have the thing that's going to happen at the very end. All right, and we're going to see if how we get there and what's going to happen in between. I don't know if it's Seth Rogen. Uh, you know, if there's someone pretending to be Seth Rogen, <laughs> if I get an AI to sound like Sunless Khan, does that mean it's the end or not? Um, what if we actually, deep fake him? I, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So the call here, <laughs> the best way to do this <laughs> is to have that episode have a voice changer that makes you sound sound like, I guess I guess sound like Seth Rogen. So we're probably not going to find a, a Sunless Con emulator, but we might find one for Seth Rogen online. Why don't we just so make just a use a voice changer? <laughs> they just use a voice changer, and then after that episode, wait like like a little bit too long before the next episode to get everyone freaked out that it was the last episode, <laughs> but then not mention. So I won't, I mean, I'll probably mention, actually I do plan to have episodes throughout this year, just titled this many weeks or this a year until, or this many episodes until Sun's Con kills our podcast. That, that will be a running theme. Okay. Throughout our next 50 or so episodes. I just want you guys to know. Uh, okay. So yeah. Yeah. There before we move on from this, my favorite part about it is that, we're, I think, about 56 weeks out of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I have no idea how it's going to work, but you have some plans. I'm, I'm assuming that there are breaks already planned and pre-planned into this. Yes, right? there, there may be a summer break, or if there's not a summer break. Actually, mm-hmm. a summer break would work because that would give us four, day, four episodes. Um, like we can do special <laughs> episodes again. Or alternatively, all right, when there isn't episodes for the four weeks next year, um, there might be some kind of other content uh, that we Ooh. will we will pump out. Um, okay. uh, just just in that in between. So there you go. The point five episodes is what I'm hearing. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, there you go. Now you have something to bite into uh, for the next 56 weeks, apparently. Uh, and with that, uh, we're going to go into what today will be about. Today, you know, speaking of which, you know, before you start the new plot line, okay, you got to tie up the loose ends. And what loose ends do we have to tie up, Webs? Um, a loose end that is not getting tied up, but we can try our darndest. Uh, <laughs> the questions. Oh my gosh. Yes, the questions will be the uh, bulk of the podcast. I will say, however, um, if you want, by the way, if you want like a national flags or can't uh, like whatever's because uh, there's a World Cup going on. Um, mm-hmm. I got my Poland one ready. I got my decal as well. Uh, if you want to get those, get those now during the World Cup. So if you the event is going on for, I believe, 15 more days as of recording. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, get get on that because uh, I, I know some people. I recommend you wear underdog flags. <laughs> Do it. Sure. Sure. Or just wear a flag of a team that's not in the World Cup, but they got a flag anyway, like Italy. So Ooh. if you want to do that, <laughs> do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, well, I would say wear whatever flag you feel, you know, it, you probably something to do with your heritage and all that. Okay, uh, let's get into the questions here. Uh, Frank asks, what, has Wabs ever seen The Good Place and how do you feel? about uh it's oh, are we finally answering philosophy? this question and not pushing uh, it no off? i just thought i had to mention okay. it because it's been there forever okay. uh uh <laughs> pawn asks how do i get good as eliza returning tells me after he destroys you uh practice more question answered yeah it's probably um, a once thing just play once play once play once Be uh old moose chloris asks what are the top five tips to fix rotations one always go across from where the ball currently is so a lot of people what they'll do is they'll go where the like they'll be like I'm rotating back post and then they'll just drive like beside where the attacker's driving to hit the ball <laughs> and go on the same side of the Zabalas to rotate then all the way around. No, literally stop going near the wall on this on the side where the ball is and go to the other side and then you can get back post. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you guys have any tips here that help? Always with? follow boost pads. That doesn't mean that you have to follow big boosts, but oh. always follow your rotations along the boost pads. That's a that's a big one, especially if it's longer rotations. Um. Messi, you want to go next? We can do, we can do this in order. Don't be afraid to yep. hit the brakes. You can hit the brakes. Oh, it's fine. I like this. It's fine to hit the brakes sometimes. No, no, but it's I'm full fine. speed. I don't care. Hit the brakes. I can't. I can't stop. That's so much boost. What? Be quiet. Be quiet. You're rotating too fast. Hit <laughs> the brakes. Give yourself I- space. Honestly, that's great. I think we gave three tips, but I I didn't think we get gems, but uh, this is good. Yeah. Question answered. partially answered. <laughs> no, I think it's good. I, we give it too much, then they'll, they'll get confused. Uh, okay, long question. Uh, Tim has something about uh, game companies you think we're focused on releasing first where they missed equality, which eh, that seems like a Robin Kyle show question. Question postponed. Uh, Is hitting a powerful air volley a mechanic in Rocket League? Yes, it is. Yes. It's called spinning and having rotation and movement in your car. And And, and being able to... I mean, it has to do with like fast aerials as well, right? Being able to like launch yourself and still hit the ball well, and then and then time where the ball is going. Yeah, I think it's mechanic. I mean, technically, driving forward is a mechanic. Mm -hmm. So... I would say this is high enough as a mechanic, though. Um, because this is the type of thing that like you really learn um, as you're kind of starting to practice like double taps or things that are high up in the air. Um, Because what you end up having to do is like, if you just try and hit the ball being forward, like your car is not actually moving whatsoever. Like it's moving, but your rotation, you're not rotating at all. Then the the ball will just kind of like go in front of your car and you're stuck next to the the wall um, as you're about to hit the double tap or as you're about to get something else. And it's like, this is an impossible angle. I can't do this. But if you are rotating, if you do have speed, um, not just your car's speed, but additional speed to the car um, and you're hitting it in the right spot, then you can actually get it far enough away from you that you can get a reasonable distance to, for a double tap or something that, you know, similar things are, are possible. So yes, um, but that's also why I recommend that people also learn how to spin in the air and use air roll. It's the exact same reason. So they can hit It also looks cool. Hard. Yeah, hit ball hard. But learn uh, how to actually do it in I like position you hit the ball. You know yeah. me. 
But like with the spinnies. There you go. With spinnies Question because you hit ball harder. <laughs> well, you only have to activate spin at the moment of contact. You don't have to spin when you're going towards it. It's not just moment though. Um, it's like necessarily. Before. Yeah, it's about a second to actually start the rotation forward. So like at that point, you kind of have to be aware of how your car is moving anyways. And if you have to be aware of how your car is moving yeah. anyways, then you can pretty much spin. Just do the right, monkey moon arrow. Right, just, do, just do monkey moon arrows. <laughs> That's listen, what I listen. <laughs> just bind a regular arrow. And as you're about to hit the ball, hit it and don't move your stick. Your car don't move when you hit ball hard. Wow. Anyway. Question yeah. answered. Uh, what is your favorite creative decision the Sionics has made with RL? You know what? You guys remember when they did Beyond the Pitch for Dignitas and NRG? Like, months no. ago? Months and months ago? Like, where they would go behind the scenes of, like, the teams and what they did, like, outside of matches, like, at lands. I oh, I love like that, that kind was, of like, stuff. Yeah, yeah. That was like, a that thing? Stuff was re- yeah. Oh, I miss that. That sounds amazing. Like, if you look up uh, uh, Beyond the Pitch, like, on YouTube, it should pop up. Okay. That's something to look into. Like, I, it's I think like I love some that. really good content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, well, actually, no, it's a YouTube channel, but yeah, you'll see it from Rocket League. It's Beyond the Pitch, Dignitas, Beyond the Pitch, NRG. Like, those are the only ones they, only ones they did, but they were really, really good. Mm-hmm. In uh, uh, in a similar vein yeah. as that one, I really like the uh, peer content things that happened at RLCS, like the the kind of cringy but amazing um like shorts that they that they made that kind of have an oh, overarching yeah. storyline just like the really <laughs> dumb things that are fun to, to see in the in the mid um like the transitions from one game to another because then it's not just like overwhelming rocket league and you just get burnt out you're like oh this is actually like, fun my favorite one was uh, justin it's chalked it's chalked <laughs> it's chalked, <laughs> it's chalked. <laughs> that in the race the Fireburner says race Oh, he had a broken JG. toe, though. Broken toe, broken toe. <laughs> yes, his lost because not he had cope. a broken toe. Yep, not cope. Broken toe. Uh, <laughs> my favorite creative decision that Sionics made with RL, um, I honestly think, like, they've written some pretty good scripts, you know, for all the turns that we have, all these best true, sevens, true. the comebacks, some good script writing. I mean, it's a very creative skip writing. You don't see it coming, you know, and they keep they keep writing. It's some it's some really good writing from Gibbs. I really appreciate what he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, it's Gibbs like it takes it's it's hard work, you know, to to put on these terms. No, I will say, uh, spike ball. There you go, or whatever it's called. You know what I mean? Spike rush. Yeah, spike rush. Question answered. Uh, if you were in charge of an independent journalist group covering Rogley, wow, Tim with the I, I like when Tim. You know, there's like Tim's like, oh, I thought of this and I added it to the pool, and then there's Tim's like, oh this is like a different angle you know it's like tim has the same question but he like gives me five versions of it and only one of the versions is interesting and here it is <laughs> uh if you charge <laughs> if you were in charge of an independent journalist group covering rock league what stories teams or related game talks would you find most interesting to cover um for me like when it comes specifically to journalism i want to talk about how one esports but also let's just say their game is viewed in their region specifically right when when you have some like in their country specifically right so we have mm-hmm. one of some of these pros which like in our team are really big and they're actually making a whole bunch of money right like a, a player from bds right but then like what what is the conversation that happens uh when that player you know uh goes to their in their own country they try to explain like what they do and like what kind of you know, what does their family think what do their friends think like stuff like that that's the kind of stuff i'd want to see that'd be really interesting to see that um it's a a quality idea actually i don't know if that would ever happen because i'm wondering if that's like too personal well but... you'd have to obviously get the agreement but i'm sure for some no, people like their profiles honestly a story that i'd cover with the generals group is ah uh, a really good team that turned really bad, like immediately, <laughs> and like have like a have like the most in depth like <laughs> like a and team that won them. won it all, and then didn't qualify for the next major. Yeah. Looking hmm. at a certain like team right a, now, a mm. stupid amount of mm. interviews too, like interviews <laughs> not with the team itself, but like everyone around the team. And it's like what we're wrong, and then you just have like a, the most like 
contrived documentary from it. I'm gonna need them to interview like Quadrant when they beat BDS in Regional One. Yeah, like so. How how was it? It's like okay, yeah, all right. We won. Yay! I want to see that. Do you have an idea? Um, for in, not really. I'm not good at being a journalist. All right, question, answer. No, no, no. These, listen. This is how we're doing it. Okay. Yeah, we're doing. We don't have to go. All right, Messi and I and you all answer it. We just kind of answer the person who has feels Mm -hmm. like they have a good answer. We'll answer. Sound good? Yeah. I want to see the what Messi said historically though. Like, I want to see the C9 drop. I want to see the G2 drop. I want to see the current energy drop. The BDS documentary series. You know what I mean? I want all of them. (laughs) There it is. Rocket League has so Uh, many. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, uh, question answer. Okay, we have a question for Chaos Maker that was answered on the thing, like on the question tab. No, uh, I mean, messy. I'm deleting it as you speak, so answer it. Um, <laughs> where was it again? It was um, how Something like serious like- input lag is. Yeah. yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, you just. I, I play. I, I played on a Switch. If you're on an Xbox, you're doing better than me. Yeah. All right. And uh, Messi's really good, so there you go. Yeah, Messi knows what he's doing. Um, I will say, if you are having input delay issues or you're having like frame rate things, ninety percent of that is monitor, especially if you're on concert console. Um, the consoles are pretty much good enough to do anything if you're hooked up to a TV that has like one second latency, that. because that's honestly not that unexpected. Um, then you're gonna have a problem. But if you're playing on a an actual monitor that's like you know one millisecond or touted as one millisecond no. and it's got decent refresh rate blah 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 you're good what if i played on a crt <laughs> honestly not bad if you have things properly set up for it and you know you somehow back uh back made it backwards compatible for rocket league like a console back, uh, that is um correct i guess to to a crt like if you figure out a way to make rocket league work on gamecube then using a CRT, oh my god! <laughs> isn't it isn't it better, right? Isn't yeah, be um, better than uh, like a computer. That's why and a Super monitor. Smash Bros. still use like those super old. <laughs> yeah, thing, like, like um, TVs, yeah. I think mm-hmm. Ludwig recently hosted like a really big melee and ultimate tournament, and they were mm-hmm. playing like melee on like CRTs. No, melee yeah, has to be played on leg, CRT. Right? It, yeah. it straight up has to be played on CRT. Um, there are actually HD CRTs that exist in the world, uh, and they only pretty Smash much Bros players are buying it. <laughs> yeah, they pretty much only exist in the hands of Smash Bros players, <laughs> specifically Smash Brothers Melee, um, and yes. potentially some speedrunners of old GameCube and Wii games, just because that's the native, like the CRT is the native. Uh, yeah, and support. if you're if you're speedrunning game and you're playing it over and over again, you want to get it as high yeah. quality as you can. Yeah, but I think a lot of speedrunners actually play on emulators, um, the majority at this point. So you'd have to find a specific game that is still only played on the original thing, which is pretty much yeah. only melee. And there's also like the placebo of like playing on like a new monitor with an emulator compared to like an older device. Like some people have that. They're like, oh, I have to play on this to play good. Uh, there, there's definitely placebo aspects, but I will yeah. say that a GameCube to CRT, um, if it's all like if the CRT is still working fine, which most of them are, um, I think it's objectively better than like even a, a good quality computer to its monitor. Like it's directly hooked up monitor. Um, so it, that's an interesting little little bit. Um, you could double check it, but I, I actually think that that is a proper one millisecond thing or three seconds of input delay or three milliseconds of input delay. Um, not 100% if that's the right number, but I think that's what was was checked with with Melee. And if you're trying to do it on a, a computer, there's little bit bits more like it, within the milliseconds. But it's uh, yeah, there it's it's really interesting. It's really fun. I love love thinking about that. Remember when we casted Melee Labs? Yeah, it was a good time. It was very funny. <laughs> I think I was the greatest Melee caster of all time. So there you go. I am not going to deny. I mean, when did Melee come out? Mm, 2001? Is oh, no, Melee older than me? Probably. Melee uh, is indeed older than me. All right. There we go. there we cast it three years ago, though. Oh, 2001. That was only three four years ago. ago. Four years yeah, ago. it feels like four years ago. Yeah. But relatively, four years ago is not. 
I mean, this podcast is <laughs> about yeah. to celebrate its four-year anniversary. So there you go. Yep. Question yep. answered. <laughs> um, remember the Fruit Wars? Yes, I do. Question yep. answered. Um, I remember. I remember. I mean, it was great because we had the whole like watermelon uh, with the, the invasion of the discords and stuff. That was fun. Yep. Uh, Mike still has his uh, his melons in his name. Nice. The last. Uh, Rule Not two of Rock League, though. don't blame anyone in the chat if you're bottom of the scoreboard. I don't know if it's rule two, but I agree. Uh, if you're bottom of the scoreboard, you're not allowed to say a thing. Literally. I strongly you know disagree with that. No, I disagree with so that. The reason I say this is because um, you two have not been playing okay with the masses for a while. Now. <laughs> All right, so you have like a contrived, elevated, you know, um you you've reached nirvana of rocket league where you can say i have you know 50 points but i have actually not made any mistakes and the people who are scoring all the goals are also making mistakes and you can go on this kind of complicated tirade but when someone has 26 points (laughs) and everyone else is 500 they can't say anything like you you might as well leave the game because there's a better chance that the other like in a 2v2 that that one person will 1v2 like at that point okay so i agree (laughs) with i've had a game before where i've sat at like 30 points and we'll be up like 3 or 4 and I'm just watching my teammates do all the work. I'm like, yep. go, guys. Ah, the best but feeling. you're not losing, so it doesn't matter. But you still get blamed. That's the fun part. You still get blamed. No, 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 even no, no. If, you're if you're winning, it doesn't matter. I'm talking specifically if you're losing, and then you get mad at your teammate with 700 points, and you have 20, okay? But <laughs> I think the, the really fun thing is that, if, I don't know if this is specific to higher things. I don't think it is. Um, even if you're winning, and you're like... A lot of points you, below. Even if you're we'll playing. complain. Even if you're playing correct, even if even if you're like doing everything to enable them, and you're like, all right, I'm touching the ball so that the next guy can pass it. They get the pass points. I got two. Whatever. Who cares? Um, but then they'll t- they'll yell at you. They will. That is that is a fact. I have been yelled at so okay, much. I so I you guys are on, you guys must be playing some weird way because I have never. I only see this when people are losing. I've never seen this when people are winning. Okay, because I think mad. ultimately. <laughs> actually okay i have a story i haven't told it I, this is a great story i was playing hoops right and someone i believe there was tense the person got super mad at me because i like i think i like own gold all right with like 20 seconds left and he's like what are you doing he like got super super mad and i like i stayed in the game and then we get to the end of the game and this says we won. And he's like, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I didn't care about that goal because we were winning. Like, what are you on about? <laughs> he like confused the scoreboard. <laughs> Starts yelling at you, looks at the scoreboard. Oh, wait, never mind. No, 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 no. He didn't re- like, he started yelling at me. And I'm like, I said, look at the scoreboard. He still doesn't realize. Oh, he didn't even realize win, after he said then it? he types it into the chat, dude. Oh, my God. Like he was convinced we were losing, and I was just uh, like, "Anyway, I love the Rocket League community. Guys, it's a great place." All right, any final thoughts on this? Grapes. But let me say one thing about being on the bottom of the scoreboard, because um, you you said it earlier. Like if you're if you're at like twenty points and your teammates are like five hundred, then you might as well just leave. Because um, it's like yeah, a two v one. That was me making my point. That wasn't. I know it was, but I'm going hard on it. No, um, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> You never so, do this, Bob's. <laughs> I know. Um, but the reason I'm doing it is because me and uh, another player who's, I think, currently in C3 has hit GC, the, the Trident, the guy that we, we talk about somewhat frequently, our friend. Um, Can, me and him... Okay, I have something to say about him after, but go. Okay. Me and him have been playing with two of our friends who have never really played the game before. Um, the one of them recently got ranked at Silver, and the other one uh, hasn't, to my knowledge, been ranked yet. And the thing about this is we've been playing in casuals to like, you know, it's casuals. We're like 1600. It's impossible for them to play. And we're playing at a pretty decent spot. Like, um, but the two of us, uh, me and Trident playing together, we'll be able to beat the the three of them in 99% of or 90% of games. Um, and what's ended up happening is our, the two people that we play with uh, individually, if they're in, or sometimes in chaos, will be at like, up to 25 points 
pretty much. Um, maybe sometimes I get a goal, but it, it's maxed out at like 25 to 40 points, usually somewhere in the two through 15 points. Um, and what ends up happening is me and the other guy are playing not 2v2 or 2v3. And that's the weird thing. And this is why I bring it up because we're specifically not playing in a way that is just us playing and the, the our teammate can't do anything. We're playing in a way that is mostly rotationally um, acceptable uh, for a threes, threes queue, just like slightly more defensive. Um, and we're trying to let her, let those other people play, let the two people uh, hit the ball, have fun. It's really hard because the ball's moving fast, the ball's high in the air, it's, it's, it's rough, but they're having fun with it. Um, and what <laughs> what I've noticed is that because we're not playing as it's as if it were a two v three, we would a hundred percent be losing if our third wasn't even there, regardless of whether or not they've hit the ball at all throughout the entire game. Um, and technically, we could still beat the the opponents if it was a two v three, but we would have to try a lot harder because the opponents are playing different, kind of assuming that our teammates you know, aren't literally silver or lower. Um, and it's really fun because it's just me and him get to do a lot of stuff. We're playing people who are like high diamonds to low champs. Like they're, they're not, they're not people who are bad at the game. Um, and it, it's not just a two V two rotation. We're, like I'm going for ceiling shots all the time. I've tried to been or tried to practice like double taps and uh, and flip resets while I'm playing these games, and it's it's really effective. It's it's a lot of fun for for me and the other guy, and the, everybody's just kind of enjoying it. Um, but I don't know. I, that's why I want to say it's like even though they are hitting the ball maximum ten to twenty times per game, um, they are oddly having a really really strong impact on the game. And how we play, and how our opponents play. So that's kind there of an extreme example to the the minimum points thing, but um, there, uh, no, that's yeah. good. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I was going to add that uh, you know this is actually going back to what um, Pond was asking about earlier about how to get good, uh, mm-hmm. and I was going to use try to because um, I've also this is like a thing if you want to get good and you haven't been getting good, just play drop shot. <laughs> no, no. Well, let me rephrase. No, no, if you are no, 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 messy, messy. If you are below platinum, yeah, play drop shot. Oh, yeah, no. I, I don't disagree. Death. What you disagree? No, I don't disagree. I think drop no, no, shot no, no, is an no. amazing it, way to it learn. Just, people keep people thinking like, oh, they're gonna start. You know, let let me start like ground dribbles, air dribbles, all that stuff. It's like, no, to get out of platinum, to get to diamond, you have to be proficient at drop shot. You have to be able to read the ball in the air and move fast and then hit the ball. And that's mm-hmm. all drop shot is. It's it's literally a self-contained training pack with <laughs> other real players, not like fake generated air shots, real players. And you have to you have to turn, right? You have to use your drift button to turn. Like it's all the basics, like really for sorry, all the basics a lot of players early on have a hard time developing. Mm-hmm. It's all there. So I think up to platinum, it's easily like if you're stuck in platinum or you're you're just starting out and you literally just play drop shot and have fun with it, you're gonna get way better, I think, than just playing the regular game, because it's it's gonna force you to do aerials and, and hit them. To be honest, I think it's more effective even higher because it also forces you to teach fifties or forces you to learn fifties very well. And then eventually, um, as you get better at that, you play against better players, and then you bring it into the real game. Yeah, yeah. And then you can learn so, boost management and whatever else. Yeah. I like that you brought this up because now we can say that if you are trying to reach gold, play Snow Day. Once you reach gold and you're trying to reach like interesting Snow Day, Diamond. Why, why Snow Day? Because Snow Day teaches like it forces you to learn absolute base rotations and it forces you to learn like it, it teaches you how to hit the ball um while it's on the ground. That's pretty much I it. I like, like that. I can't give I can't, you don't have to deal with errors. So it's like it's like leveled almost training. I like that. Yeah. 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 Every time I think of Snow Day and think about it like like applying to like lower level people, I can no longer think of it in lower level. I'm like someone's gonna pinch it like 120 yep. miles per hour. You can't rotate normally. But then it's like, oh, people don't know how to do it at a little lower level. So I'm like, no. oh, okay. But people that would don't be know how to do it until like GC. You don't have to deal with an aerial, right? You just run mm-hmm. around. And, the and that's it. Like on the sides, and, yeah. You don't have to do aerials. You don't have to dribble. I, I won't you don't lie. Have the to... other day, I was engaging in a mild amount of tomfoolery on an alt account. <gasps> How dare you? 
and I was playing a little bit of Snow Day and like Champ, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was just taking that into the air, and no one knew how to block <laughs> it. They're like, he can dribble the puck in the air. What is he doing? <laughs> this is sorcery. And it's just, I don't, I don't know. It's it's mm-hmm. like, it's almost like, how do I how do I say it? It's like nostalgic going yeah. down in a Lincoln rank, being like, oh, they can't read that yet. Yep. I was at that point too, and it's like, ah. Uh, it's like I, I missed that grind. Like yeah, every, I've yeah. already like achieved the highest like rank in the game now. Like my drive for the game is like on a on a, on a downtrend for sure. So time for uh, nice. the next challenge. Time to start playing six mans. Nah, <laughs> never. Rank B, rank B is is bad. B for bad. B for bad. All B for right, bad. and <laughs> that question's answered. We're moving on. Um. You know, I'm on a mission, all right, to get through as many of these questions as possible, and I'm not like going to let your rank be a right slander <laughs> get in the way of it. I mean, people can be toxic there. That's fine. Uh, okay, uh, Chaos Maker. This is a question which uh, was asked a while ago, but that's okay. Uh, was thinking about... Well, I was saying this one feels a while because I feel like Chaos Maker now is like way more part of the community. But when he asked the question, he was like just literally... Mm-hmm. Uh, just joining us. I uh, was thinking about one of the, talking to friends, older players who are new to RL. I'm in my 30s and just picked it up. I know younger age is prime. One, the way the mind works, and two, the hours being in playoffs. So what's the best habit training ideas, etc. for older new players who want to climb the ranks but don't have as much time to put in brain power to commit to a game like this? All right, I'm going oh. to sit back. I am not fit to answer this question. <laughs> uh, and my answer, going back to what I just said, uh, is now, and this is a fun way, you just play drop shot. <laughs> Like I, I think that's it. I think don't don't make it like oh I'm training. Make it like oh these are these fun game modes, but also like help me right. Like for me mm-hmm. right now that's twos right. I just haven't played a lot of twos ever. So now my like quote unquote training is I just play a bunch of twos um, because um, it helps me with threes. So there you go. Nice. Uh, so I think that's it. Yeah, drop shot finding finding fun things, finding little things. But I think drop shot's my new. It's my new thing that I'm championing. So so maybe if I answer this in a month or two, it might be uh, you know go practice. I don't flipper sets, but um, currently this is this is what I think is the most proficient way to to get better at the game without a lot of time. And then it's like, like it's 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 honestly like I would say if you are doing a training session where you're just playing drop shot, like just be that be the thing. Get a bunch of random friends or, or just you and just the half hour the hour that you have that day just play drop shot you know don't make it like oh this is my warm-up or all that stuff just like no just just only do that i think that's my recommendation because i think because i've done this too right where i'll like play multiple game modes it just kind of messes with your brain a little bit too much so i mm-hmm. think it's good to to just just do that like as like a one session thing uh you got anything Wabs here um not much you just gotta like actually play the game find out what time you can play it and then play the game and don't forget that training also is a thing if you genuinely want to get better um to i guess focus it you can either do like highly recommend doing some free play and like learning how to oh yeah yeah, properly running around free play like it's really you know you got Um, your guy you're you're taking care of your kids all right so like you have your headphones off you're not really focused but you can be like a free play whatever and then and just have it there and then you know if you have to go do something you know adult that you you know be, be responsible for other people uh you can just like drop the controller in free play and not worry about oh it's a game or whatever you can yeah. you can just be like relaxed i think that's that's a good add-on or equivalently doing um training packs training packs and like if you have the option custom training uh but training packs and like find one that is that's challenging for you um not one that's impossible but one that's challenging the the defense stuff i find is really good for learning how to like get to speed at speed um get to speed quickly um the defensive stuff is really good for just being able to hit the ball um and you can learn how to hit the ball correctly later it doesn't really matter just being able to hit the ball at all on some of those defense things is like genuinely a challenge um so learning how to get to speed quickly and control your ball or your car at speed and stuff like that is is good for defense or defense is good for that. And then just your shot packs, find something that's challenging, but you can actually work with and then uh, slowly ramp up how you're like, we've talked about training to no end. So you can, yeah, yeah you can guess. listen to all the early episodes. Yeah. There yeah. You go, <laughs> uh, if you want more on that uh, question answered. 
if you're going to give Madden like ratings to RCLS pros, who would you give 99 rated players and who would be the players closer to 75? Um, so this is the list of the, I actually love this kind of question because like in my mind, like right away players like first killer and miss like i put in the 90s mm-hmm. um, uh, but uh. but but you know here's here's why because if you're gonna do a rating that would be in like a game like that sometimes it's notoriety over like their actual level do you know what i mean like there's certain players that you're like wow this is a really good player but right now they're like not playing really well but they just built up yeah. the notoriety so my brain those two players stick out to me as like for instance players that are, are rate higher right it's um, like the way that i'd put it right i think of it more in like fifa terms where yeah a, I, a player like first killer would be like a flat 90 like just nice and then miss i'd put closer to like 86 85 80, okay, 86 85 because he was just on a, like a team that was kind of Let's put it bluntly, doo doo, right? Here, here's so. here's the real question: Where do you put the energy players? That's the question we want to answer. Well, that's, uh-huh. that's talking about his heartstrings. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, that's the All only right. question I want to answer. Right. This this is All a great right. one, but like I'm not going to continue. Like we can't delve too much into it because put, I think this could be a full episode one uh, where we just give rankings to every player. I'll start with who I think is the lowest, which is Squishy. I'll mm-hmm. put Squishy. At eighty, okay. okay, okay, okay. Like just eighty. You know what? No, not even eighty. Put him at seventy nine. Okay, All right. I respect that. Gonna, I respect. Put... You know, I respect that you went the extra mile because I, I already, you know, in the tone of my voice, I was already giving you. And you know what it is? It's not necessarily that like squishy is that bad. It's just like and another thing we'd have to do if we were making this is we'd have to get like a list of fifty players. And then, yeah. like, we'd have to think of, like, what are we rating other players for this to make sense, yeah. right? Because I'm thinking, like, you have to have some recency bias with this, like, how they're playing currently. But you can also, like, sprinkle in, like, a very slight amount of what they did in the past. Like, very slight. Not a lot. So, I put, I put Garrett at 83. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, just a little higher. And then we'll put Justin at a... 86 because he's really just been the backbone for this team keeping them afloat being that guy showing up so 80 79 83 86 i think that's fair okay uh i'm just gonna move on uh because this is okay tim this question that you gave i think this is great let's save this before the next worlds if we remember this before next worlds we'll do like how about we pin it all the players no that's been for too long. Tim doesn't deserve it. Anything that Tim wrote. <laughs> Question answered. Uh, with Rocket League careers generally being pretty short, I'm surprised at how quickly some players burn bridges and make complications between themselves and their current or former teams. What is some advice you give to help them treat it as a career opportunity instead of just a hobby? Um, this is an interesting one because I think by the token that it is so short, if you just burn too many bridges, it's you're ending a career that probably would have been two or three more years anyway. Sorry, this is my this it's... is my first rea- gut reaction to this. Is it's the idea that like it you have to have an a supreme amount of passion to make this into a career, and then if you're the type of person that is burning bridges, then you're not going to make a career anyway, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I think one of those things is like when if you are calling out people, like I think Reynolds is ruler out, right? There are times when you call out people, and it's part of the banter, and it's part of like building up hype. And there are times where it's better not to say anything, right? Like, Reynolds, after the team split, didn't really, like... Yeah, obviously, like, he'll, like, allude it and stuff, and, like, you know, more people watch his YouTube or Twitch or whatever, seeing, like, what he would say. But I think, like, you could just... You can be your own worst enemy if, if you... If you get into spats or arguments or, you know, de- like, specifically call people out, um when it's not part of like let's just say the narrative oh this team's playing this team right or it's not like mm-hmm. and maybe it's line crossing as well right maybe there's some people you don't care if you like you're you're done with them and then you go on your personal crusade to like okay because i okay so sorry a lot of young people do this and they're like i don't like how this person talks and thinks and now it's my personal crusade to 
and them and they're stupid and everyone associated with them is stupid. And it's like, you can't have that kind of mentality if you're trying to build a career, right? You kind of have to, uh, you kind of have to be, you know, a little more cordial, but then, you know, I think it's, I think in a, because it's like the career is only two years, right? Um, Unless you're like thinking of going to content creation. All right. So I finally have an answer. Sorry from Tim to to (laughs) advice. Um, Right now you might not be thinking of this as a longer career, but don't let your future self in three, four or five years um, ruin opportunities you might not want those opportunities right now, but in four to five years you will. Yeah. So, so when those, like, so don't ruin it now when you're not thinking about it. Yeah, that's my advice. It's like you have your outliers like Vatira, like this season. You literally just said, "I'm gonna leave a team that I had so much success with to go play with my friends, and now we're the best in Europe, mm-hmm. better than we were doing before." So it's it's interesting when it comes to situations like that, but. I don't know, just because the way that he did it, like like Rise explained it more in depth. I don't think a lot of people have heard it. Is he did that? He left the team like out of nowhere when Rise was on vacation. Oh, so Rise had to run back home mid vacation to find a third <laughs> before the season started in like a week. Wow. So. Okay, specifically that situation. The earlier the heads up can be, the better. Even if it's like a terrible thing or it's a tough thing. It's like, and this is just a life lesson, but relationships, and I mean both business, Mm -hmm. both personal, right? Family, whatever. Um, If there is a thing like a, and I'm, (laughs) this hurts me because I know I am guilty of this, right? Um, This is something that I work on constantly. Um, But if there is like a giant thing that you know is uncomfortable, if you delay it longer, you're making it worse, you know? But if it, because if it has to be said, because if that person had more time, all right, or maybe, you know, maybe don't make these decisions so last minute. Like, like that decision it probably was made earlier and then it took weeks before it was finally like vocalized, mm-hmm. right? I think those things have to, you have to give people time to adjust to be courteous to them, especially if you know a season's coming up, right? Like you're, you're literally messing with them right yeah um but you know once again you know i don't know the personal situations because like that that feels like something you would do to someone if you didn't care for them all too much but that's that's just me looking from the outside like luckily for them though the whole nolly moving to na and then my god who was their third yeah tachi duh tachi went to play with exotic infantry and then astro was like oh i need a team and then moist were like come here we need you. So perfect. It worked out. Yes. Okay. Uh question answered? Yeah. Ish, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I uh yeah. I we got time for one more. Um and this was a discussion from weeks ago. I think we actually did cover this on the show, like because we talked about it in the esports discussions a bit. Um, but it was a question from Jocks was that said, do esports organizations lack personality uniqueness? Why would you root for one over the other? Remove the players from the equation as they move and rarely stay for years. Do esports orgs have something that connect with people, right? Because we have all these... Because that's the thing. I follow the player. I don't follow the, the esports org usually, right? Yeah. Um, and then Profit. I want to I want to say, say here uh, Prof answer... Uh, Prof said, this is why some orgs try to have a face of the company. Orgs like Optic, 100 Thieves, G2, and now G1 and Quadra all have figureheads that bring in their own loyal individuals. But almost every org lacks what business people call an edge, which is a product that ties those within the org to those inside of it. The edge of most esport orgs is their merch. Other than that, there's such a little sustainability in esports because orgs, plainly said, aren't current enough on how to diversify meaningful edge. Ooh, I like I like how uh, we're gonna bring in jargon here, but um, I want to bounce off this because I think one of the things that Evil Geniuses did in the StarCraft era, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say the StarCraft era, is they made their brand very apparent, right? Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. that era, it was okay. We have a couple people that put this brand on the map, right? A couple players in a player house, 
Um, but what the brand did made them stick out more than other brands. And it was like, oh, you're playing an EG player. You know, that was the thing, right? Um, so the, the whole collective of the org meant whoever you end up adding. So they'd literally just pick up, like they picked up random Korean players, right? <laughs> when I mean random, I mean like top, you know, uh, I think it's Jadong, right? One of the one of the greatest, you know, StarCraft 1 players of all time that switched to StarCraft 2. They literally just picked him up, all right? Doesn't, like, speak English hardly at all, right? But, you know, not only was he, like, hyped up because of the fact that, oh, this is a big org, but all of a sudden, it was EG. So he's, like, an EG player now. So that, you know, when he went to tournaments, you see him with the other EG players. But the things mm-hmm. they did were this. One, they had stupid, like, gimmicks that you would remember, Okay. So one of them was they always like shout out their sponsors, the most ridiculous thing on everything they were on when they were in an interview. All right. On the main broadcast, on a podcast, whatever they would like fit it in. So like to this day, they had monster energy as a sponsor and they'd fit it in everywhere to the point they were at a Red Bull tournament. Okay. And like people were making memes on Reddit of the monster can, even the guy, the guy wasn't even <laughs> drinking it, like a non-open monster can on the person's desk, you know, as he's playing StarCraft. <laughs> just, just ridiculous. Um, the second thing is they'd make very campy commercials. Uh, so the, I think HyperX was a sponsor, which is like uh, graphics, <laughs> or like something computer related. Uh, and, and, and then it would just be like fake documentaries, like who ate, I don't know, who ate the cookies in the, in the, in the in the org in the house right and then they do like a whole like mockumentary of like the main presenter like like it's a documentary but and then there's just like hyper x products so like what what ended up happening is because they had this essentially content house um and they had all these creative ideas and then also like they had okay idra which is someone who just yelled and got angry at people but they had a lot of defined identity right um and i people associate with that and you know, enjoyed that. And so I think that's what it is. If, if you ask me right now, right, what was an org that did something like this? Well, there was a time where SSG, I feel, had an identity in Rocket League because they just bought everyone, right? Mm-hmm. If you were like a mid to higher tier streamer or content creator, you were just bought. But like they just got, got you as a content creator, right? And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, this is a brand now that I recognize the Rocket League, which feels stands out now because of the fact they just bought everyone, right? Um, that was the thing that they did, but then that kind of just, you know, stopped working because everyone like left after their year contract or whatever. Um, Cloud9 had Squishy as a defining part of Cloud9, right? That was the player. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when you look at NRG, its brand is defined by three players that are easily recognizable in the Rocket League scene right um and i think as long as this is those three then it feels like almost like the the i don't want to say old guard but you know what i mean right it's there it's like it's like cemented uh but the second that goes away like one of those players changes then they're just like every other team right yeah, uh, and you'll follow like, the player it's so like with it's, jane in chicago in yeah way. jane of chicago are, they're, they're defining they're G2 Justin right and now. In chicago yeah, it's yeah. like those two duos are like the longest standing like currently, and they're just like basically like the team. And then you have like the third who came in later, who just helped. Fill but which, in which is fine. And, like, it it at least it. gives them something to grasp onto, right? G two, I associate uh, one uh, whose dad is it? <laughs> like, let, let's talk about brand recognition, right? Like this kind of thing that like identifies uh, whose dad is it? That's always at the Rettles dad SSG. Uh, no, 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 G2. I think it's Jane. I said. Yeah, Jane's dad. I always see Jane's dad, and it's wearing okay. like, like yeah. has a shirt. Uh, I know that Rettles dad is a thing as well. Rettles okay. dad, for instance, is a thing. Rettles himself is a stronger brand than most of the teams that he was on, right? Yep. So um, is Calm Pittsburgh... at this point. Mm-hmm. So is like... Calm at this point with his hate. Yeah, yeah, we have to talk about that Calm Sunless Con video probably next week. But yeah. it's like uh... I also I also associate like G two with choking grand final yeah g2 choking grand finals i mean that's uh, yeah it's not what you want to be associated with but at least that's a brand identity right like that's not something every other team has right uh so bds for instance has built a brand identity because they're a team that completely dominated for a long time right um but as those players change or as they fall off well that identity is hard to stick you know you don't you don't Mm -hmm. have to keep that as things evolve right so it's about finding like 
G2 choking or the joke that they're going to choke, it doesn't matter if it's three years from now, we're still going to be still saying it. And that's for them, it's bad. But for brand recognition, it's not right. Because it's Mm -hmm. like you have the beams, you have people like actually caring about it. So it's about finding those things that you don't really have latch on. Like what other teams do we see right now? Um, that that really have strong like V one for instance still doesn't feel like an esports org to me no. in Rocket League sense. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like all these players that I know, and that's why I'm there. But they're they're still not like an org that I'm feeling anything. Mm-hmm. NRG feels like the corporate org, which is I guess yeah. an identity in its thing because they, they literally added a name to their name. <laughs> uh, and then. Like moist and uh, liquid are pretty much the the most recognizable. Yeah, personally, and moist in terms is of brand, brand from other esports. Liquid is brand from other esports. So yep. there's nothing in Rocket League, but at least those are strong enough. You're looking up a Wikipedia, right? The the matches, the tournaments, and stuff. Um, so they've kept. The, I mean, they're, they're like literally a company, right? Like they're mm-hmm. Wikipedia for esports. Yeah, like that. Yeah. That is their brand. Um, and in in rock, like let, let me go back to Starker real quick, right? In that like heyday, it was EG versus Liquid. That was the big rivalry, right? Mm-hmm. So that was the thing ingrained in the thing. You know, for us, like because of the constant changes, like we're losing some of those bigger rivalries, right? Uh, yeah, org versus org, right? Uh, what was it in like league? It was like TSM versus. Uh, it wasn't C9, was it? In it was either yeah, I think it was TSM C9, or there was another org in in NA. I want to say CLG. Is that right? Is that a? Is that even I'm not more? sure? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there was there was a thing. Um, I don't know. Whatever. The point is, it's like we we need where because that's a, that's what happened in league, right? Like all the teams, all five members are no longer the same, but the brand recognition, all those times, like Cloud Nine, you know, high on Cloud Nine, and the the reverse sweeps and all that, like that is ingrained in the brand now when it comes to League of Legends, and we just don't have a lot of that in Rock League, so mm-hmm. uh, like cheese had more of an identity <laughs> yeah yeah queso had, had more i mean then sorry i know that they, they changed but like as an identity queso and like all those hats with cheese is better than most yeah. brands are doing so mm-hmm, there you go mm-hmm. there's my honestly like whenever like, i think of team queso i don't even think about like their like their stint in rocket league i think about their clash royale team from 2016 ao <laughs> <laughs> Because there was a, a player on it, I think he was he was German or something. His name was Surgical Goblin, and I, I don't know why, but I, I loved watching that man play when I was like, how old was I back then? Thirteen, twelve, like young. I was like, oh my god, I want to be like Surgical Goblin one day, but <laughs> I, I quit the game after like a couple of years. Or so mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, there it is. Question answered. Yeah. Uh, there's another. Yeah, there's another questions I'll get rid of that are have been answered in further uh, below. Yeah, further below. Yeah, I'm just gonna get rid of them now. But yeah, that that completes our show for the week. Episode 200 okay. started with nonsense. Actually, <laughs> had some great points in the middle. Uh, you know, run of the mill 200 episode. You know, most people think of 200 as a milestone. Um, our milestones perhaps, are our most average episodes. Yes, what you can ex- can learn to expect. <laughs> Listen, we have to we have to set the. Uh... We're setting the standard for the next next hundred episodes yeah. here. Next yeah, at least yeah. fifty. Uh, I mean, if if I, I, the thing is, like, I thought we got to some <laughs> great points here. Like sometimes, like this model of rapid fire questions, I think is great. Um, what I will say, Wabs, is I need to give you the obli- obligatory question that I'm going to ask you again once we uh, get to the four year anniversary. You ready for it? Do you know what it is, Wabs? I have no idea what it is. Oh, well, you're going to laugh when you hear it. Um, uh-huh. When we started, did you think we, <laughs> we would get here, Wabs? And then Wabs says, no, I Definitely didn't not. think we'd get here. I had no idea. And then I say, I always knew we'd get this far. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. I'll see you all next week. Your homework is to be kind and nice to people. We'll see you. Peace. Bye.
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.